Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. It's Axel. Um, I've got a kind of a special pod today. Today is April 27th. 2018. And believe it or not, today is the 10th anniversary, 10 years that I've been podcasting. Uh, I It's hard for me to believe. <laughs> um, it's been a long road. Some of you listening right now may have been with me from day one. Um, That was April 27th, 2008, where I released a podcast titled Intro for the Lost Mythos Theorycast. And I'm now going to play a portion of that for you. Recorded live. Hello and welcome to the test episode of the Lost Mythos or Mythos podcast with Axel and Aaron. I'm Axel, and basically, I'm just testing this right now. We're going to do a uh, another Lost podcast. Me and my friend Aaron Otto, who I've known for many years, we'll be talking about Lost hopefully once a week, recording on the weekend. Uh, I listen to most every Lost podcast that there is, so what we'll be doing is going over the podcasts, going over the news on the internet, and of course talking about our 10 most important things that we noticed in the episode and trying to relate them to the overall mythology of the show. We're not going to forget about the characters because to us everything is related to the me myth of the show. So, um, like I said, I am just testing this out right now. So I know uh, we're in for 15 minutes, but I think what I'm going to do is um, just say, hopefully you'll hear our first show. And if this, if you did, uh, if you are listening to this now, like I said, it's just a short test. See how this talk shoe works. And uh, we'll be back and uh, better than ever for our first show very soon. So thank you and take care. Oh, okay. So um, I already messed up. So you have to stop the recording before you hang up. First thing I learned again, again, let's give it a shot. Take care. All right. So that was it. That was me on the old talk shoe uh, clown line, as Alex Hahn would say, 10 years ago. Um, wow. I, I don't really have anything planned, uh, particularly for this podcast right now. I just realized it was the 10th anniversary, and uh, I said I got a podcast. So uh, my little guy Lachlan's in the other room watching, let him watch some videos. 
and I just wanted to jump on here. Um, man, it brings up so much. Why did I start podcasting? I started podcasting because I've been doing radio, acting, theater, film, video, whatever you call it, since I was born, really. Um, when I was a little kid... It was noticed by, even when I was younger, I had a voice, you know, the voice you hear now, I was pretty deep even when I was a kid. Um, and my brother was into radio. Uh, he, we had a little tape deck. Some of you are probably, uh, actually a lot of, a lot of the people I think who listen to us are around our age, but you know, we had like a little, little cassette tape deck you know, that where you would hold down the record and play buttons and it would record. And uh, we used to do radio shows, um, all types of different stuff, just make up stories, all that stuff. And we used to listen to the radio. I was an obsessive radio listener. The first thing I ever got was not a TV. It was a little, a little handheld radio that you tune in with an antenna and I had it, and it had one of those one ear pieces, you know, it didn't have two, <laughs> it was just one mono. Um, and, uh, I would sit in my bed at night, every night I would good, like I do now, I fall asleep listening to podcasts and audiobooks, And that was, um, the same thing I did back then. Uh, I listened to a lot of talk radio, mostly. Uh, there was a time I listened to sports radio, but mostly I liked politics, news. Um, when I was a kid, something that was popular was um, like self-help and, you know, like Help Me Rhonda. There was a show called, I, I've mentioned this before, Bernard Meltzer, and he was on WWOR in New York and uh he had a show where people would just call up and say, Hey, Bernard, you know, um, I'm a stay at home mom. And I, I really want to try something new, but I'm not sure if my husband will really be into that or, Hey, Bernard, uh, I'm a young man and, uh, I don't want to go to college. You know, my parents want me to go like, he'd got all these, like anything. People would just ask him questions and I listened to that guy religiously and the real kind of, I guess, power of the medium of the voice of radio, of broadcasting was brought home to me when um, I was about eight years old, I think, seven or eight. And my mom uh, punished me and sent me to my room. And I was convinced that I was right. Like... I was willing to admit I was a kid who had a lot of behavioral problems. So I was willing to admit that I, when I did something wrong, that was something I, I, I've been like that when I was a kid. If, if it's, if I think I did something wrong, I'll admit it. I mean, a lot of times people say you did something wrong. I say, no, I didn't. Everybody's like that. Right. <laughs> but anyway, I thought I was right. I told my mom, I thought I was right. I tried arguing with her, reasoning it out like I had learned by listening to the radio, right? And watching TV, you know, the great shows that we all grew up with, Different Strokes, Facts of Life. You talk about these shows, but that kind of half hour, I'll learn a lesson. There's a, a middle, you know, there's a beginning, a middle and an end. There's a, you know, you can reach some sort of conclusion in life, right? Like there's a path to take. 
there's like kind of a logic, I guess you'd say. But um, so I was convinced that uh, I was correct. And I, my mom sent me to my room. I was probably yelling and screaming and being a little bad kid. And then I was just kind of sitting there. And I remember thinking to myself, I wish that Bernard Meltzer could (laughs) tell my mom I was right. And so it so happened that the show was on. I don't remember what time it was because I think they repeated his show. So I think he was on, if I was saying, it must have been after school. So I don't know. I could go back and look online, actually. I got to find out. I should do a deep dive on that dude. Um, but anyway, I called the show and uh, I got on and I explained my point and he spoke to me and I remember him saying to me, it doesn't matter if you're right or you're wrong. What matters is that's your mother and she is acting out of love for you and you should trust that she's doing the right thing. Um, well, my mom listened and heard the show. She was downstairs in the kitchen. I was upstairs in my bedroom and, um, I got out of my room. Okay. So it worked, but (laughs) more, more, (laughs) more importantly, I learned kind of the power of broadcasting and just communication, right? That really what I had done right there was I could have just went and spoken to my mother, but this kind of the amplification, right? Um, meant something different to her. It changed the message. And that became kind of fascinating to me. Anyway, uh, of course, I I grew up. I got older. Let me adjust the mic right here for a second here. I got a new mic stand. And, uh, sorry about that noise there, peoples. Um, so anyway, I grew up. I got older. I got into doing uh, all types of plays and stuff. I used to, the kids in the neighborhood, we'd all get together. We'd write like a play. We'd put it on for the parents. Then we started doing movies and uh, I would be kind of the writer director. I starred in a bunch of them as this guy called Dr. Rubberface. Uh, that was back in the day. But long story short, I have a, I don't need to go into the whole goddamn history of my life, but I got into uh, radio and stuff, and so 10 years ago, I was really into Lost, and I started listening to podcasts as soon as they came out. Um, The first podcast I ever listened to was Geek News Central with Todd Cochran, and um, I, when Lost came out, I went online, I found two podcasts, The Transmission with Ryan and Jen, and Jay and Jack, uh, Lost the Lost Podcast with Jay and Jack. So those two podcasts um, became kind of my inspiration. And I have to thank them. I want to thank Todd Cochran too, but I always thank Jay and Jack and Ryan and Jen for kind of inspiring me. And particularly because they were so normal about it. You know, that's what I really liked about podcasting. Um, how I just like adjusted my mic or I stop right now when I talk, I I found it to be so conversational, you know, 
Um, it's kind of like a different amplification. You're choosing that specific thing to listen to, right? It's not so, it's not live on the air and it's, but it still retains that, that personal touch, you know, and a lot of times it's right there in your earbuds, right? Um, and, uh, you know, Ryan in particular, I think, um, Jack too. I mean, obviously Jack's a little older than his son, Jay, but, um, they would say kind of all the time, like, Hey, we're just kind of doing this, you know, like we're having fun. We're trying. And I know Ryan's a professional, but you know, it was just, they had an attitude of we're growing with you. You know, we're, this is, we're on kind of a journey together, right? Uh, not just lost, but in podcasting too. And they talk about that on the show and that was really inspiring. So, uh, I just tried figuring out, I looked like up podcasting on the internet and it probably was like, took a while to load. It was probably like a frame or something. I don't even know if it was Google. I probably used Yahoo. I didn't use Alta Vista though. Um, and, uh, I found this website talk shoe. I, I can't even remember exactly how I found it. It was just a, maybe by chance I had put in like live podcasting because the live element was interesting to me too. I wanted to be able for people to listen. Um, oh wait, you know what? Now I'm starting to think. I probably found Talk Shoe from the Black Rock, the Lost Podcast. That's probably how I found Talk Shoe because I started. They were one of the after the transmission and Jay and Jack. I was like, oh, let me just listen to every Lost podcast because back then it's not like today, where you know. You start a Westworld podcast like we did. I think we were one of the first five or ten Westworld podcasts to be listed on iTunes last year. And now there's like 400 of them. But I'm happy about that. I want to get to that too. Like I'm very happy about how podcasting has grown. Uh, but anyway, long story short, I found TalkShoe and uh, recorded that first podcast and I figured I don't, I got, I've got a, I don't, I don't know if I mentioned it cause I haven't even re-listened to it yet. I did that intro where I said, that's the magic of podcasting people. I said, and now here, listen to some of it. And I hadn't even re-listened to it yet. I just downloaded it on the computer. I'm thinking about the edit. Think about the edit. Um, so talk shoe was really cool because you could, um, you could, do a live show and people could come in on the chat. So you had that kind of feeling, but it also gave you the option to record and upload, which I didn't use to begin with. But for some reason, knowing that option was there expanded kind of what I had thought about like recording podcasts. And I think there was one that I did early on in Lost Mythos where I pre-recorded it. Um, but I liked the, the, the live feeling of it. So at the beginning, a lot of podcasting was that live feeling. And I mean, right now I'm not live. I'd hope, I hope that with the DVR podcast network, I hope to kind of been thinking more and more about getting into doing more live again. But um, right now we've transitioned more into doing like this, where I'm alone in a room and recording. 
But the talk shoe thing took off. Uh, I had a great time. We met, I mean, gosh, how many people did I meet from Lost Mythos? I mean, obviously, Aaron did Lost Mythos with me. I have to thank Aaron. I wouldn't have been able to start doing it myself. So shouts to you, A Hustler. He came on to the show later. And actually, those of you who have been listening will remember the first two people uh, the first two podcasts really were me interviewing Ryan and Jen and Jay and Jack because I wanted to talk to them and I wanted to get that podcasting is strange. And when people who have not done it before first do it, one of the hurdles is um, you have in your mind that you're doing something different or um you're doing a project, right? So you have to present what you're saying in a format that's not just people kind of talking over each other, right? Or going randomly from one idea to another and then going, oh, I forgot. And, you know, you want you want to present a cohesive kind of narrative to the show. And it doesn't always work. You know, sometimes the show finds itself in discussion. I think with Westworld Theorycast, we're going to probably end up, last episode we did it, and I kind of like the way it worked out, where we're just kind of like doing it, you know? Sometimes you just do it. And I like that attitude about podcasting. But the thing I wanted to try to get down was um, I'm going to be on the phone with TalkShoe talking to people. I wanted to kind of train myself to get into actually to get out of the habits of when you're on the phone talking to someone, right? Which is, I wanted to present a cohesive show. So by doing the interviews with Jay and Jack and Ryan and Jen, it gave me that format. And it gave me the confidence, I think, too, that they were even willing to do it. And again, thanks to them. I'll always be grateful to them for doing it. You know, who the heck was I, right? I was just some dude, Right, I'd listen to their show. I think I'd sent a couple of, um, maybe I had uh, sent some feedback in or something, you know. Um, but that format, getting that down is important. You know, it's important to remember, yes, you want to be casual and you want to let the audience in, but you also don't want to be so casual. And that was a mark of some early podcasts that I guested on sometimes where it would be just so haphazard and so casual that I would feel like we didn't really put together a cohesive show, you know? Um, and of course, as time goes on, you do add steps to it. Like I, for Lost Mythos, we would always, we would have show notes. Like we'd share back then it was email. I don't think Google docs was around, but nowadays we do Google docs. Um, you know, and then even when you have a very strict format for a show, sometimes you branch off and you break from it, but you're just feeling it and you go with it. That's why I kind of feel like podcasting is an is an art form. I, mean, I feel like everything is an art form, right? Anybody could be an artist in their own right. It's just um, being involved in the act of creation. And the process, really, the process, not so much an act, but a process of creation. So those podcasts, early podcasts, and understanding that idea of what a format is helped me get the confidence. Aaron came aboard. We There weren't that many podcasts listed. We met, of course, all the 
the the band of rogues or the cast of rogues, whatever they say. Of course, you know, my hedro life mate, he's Snolo. He's Solo, the bastard podcaster. Donald, Alex, the man Alex, who started off by sending just like nasty ass comments to all of our podcasts, but we they were so well written and they were so funny that we just like begged him to podcast. Then he started podcasting and it was just, it just took off from there. Wendy, Anna, um, Denise, uh, so many, the Black Rock peeps, right? Kurt, um, so many great people. Dan, you know, um, so many people that have been a part uh, and were a part of the lost thing. Some of them are now part of uh, Game of Thrones and Westworld and all that. Jay and Jack. Ryan and Jen haven't podcasted in a long time. Pop Spotting hasn't been around. But if they ever came back and podcasted, I'd be the first one subscribing. Um, I hope I'm not forgetting what. Oh, I for, you know, Hurricane Len. And then later, of course. Tim is podcasting, uh, Mr. DJ Timothy Hinesworth, who first appeared on our uh, radar as T Hustler and would uh, kind of uh, make some funny comments and call in. And that was great. Um, There's just, I've met so many awesome people through podcasting. Um, Matt, of course, um, I mean, I just keep on, I'm like trying to think of all these people, so many great people. And like I said, some are still podcasting, some take time off, some come back to it, but I think we all share one thing and it's at the basis of what I think podcasting has, I mean, in a way become it's, yeah, you know, there's a commercial aspect to it now. And obviously I am doing the DVR podcast network and we have Patreon and we do ads and you have huge podcasts now, you know, um, like the whole series. And, you know, we, we all joke about this certain advertisers that are always on and they're turning podcasts into TV shows and movies and, you know, pretty soon they're going to do a podcast is going to become a TV show and then they're going to do a podcast about that TV show. And then that podcast, which is about the making of the TV show, is going to become a TV show, which is then going to become like an independent film. Right. That's like really down and dirty and a documentary, too. So it'll just keep on going on and on. That's the nature of it. You know, um, you see now that. I think when podcasting first, there was a a time when the TV and film thing was number one. It was driving podcasting. Now I think it's like the true crime stuff. People go batshit over it. I've never listened to any of that. Um, I listened to a couple couple episodes of Serial, but um, I'm not a true crime... I like true crime docs, but more courtroom kind of stuff. I just, I, I just, I don't know. It's just not my thing. I'm not, there's nothing wrong with it. I think it's cool, you know, and I'm sure if there was a story I I kind of got into, I would. But for some reason, you know, I'm still, I listen to mostly still like the TV and film and entertainment and politics and stuff like that. But uh, it's basically... I can't trace the whole 
<laughs> history of podcasts. It's been a ride, you know. It's been a ride. Um, I remember the first time I looked through iTunes and saw podcasts and I got like almost like this dopamine hit in my brain. And I was like free content, like, oh my God, wow. I don't have to worry about, because back then people would do things like even 10 years, I would have to say 2000, that was like 2004, right? 2003, 2004. I probably still had, I don't know that I had a digital player of any, yeah, because even though we were kind of in the business, you know, and like people would have like that players and, you know, you always had that friend who had like all the Howard Stern shows on a DAT play and they could be listening to it like in their, you know, whatever in their car or whatever. Right. Um, but not like it is today, obviously. But uh, I'm just trying to think if I had a cassette player and I think my brother might give me like Howard Stern things or because I mean, you know, not that I'm a big Howard Stern fan, but the interviews mostly. Um, or Art Bell or something like that, right? And just that feeling of being able to, wow, hey, when I'm walking around New York, when I'm doing something, I could be listening to this awesome podcast and then thinking about creating uh, that as well. And, and and just the way it has grown and the people that I've met and just this DVR podcast. Like I think it's every there, look, I say, oh, we have 22 uh, patrons. And I'm like, I can't believe that there's even one person that's willing to contribute towards me doing this sometimes. But then I got to get my confidence up, you know, and think, hey, no, we do a good job. You know, I got to be proud of my work, but still I'm grateful and I'm thankful. And there's no way that I could have been doing this for 10 years and met all the awesome people that I've met and had so much fun and expanded my mind. Because that's what I wanted to say. What we all have in common, look, I appreciate podcasting. People do it in different ways, different genres. Some people do it uh, for money. Some people do it for fun and money comes with it. Some people just do it for fun. Some people are against doing it for money. Some people are against doing it for fun, <laughs> right? It has to be so serious. So whatever, it doesn't matter because I'm just happy to see that it has grown and expanded because at its base, it's people talking and it's people relating and it's people sharing. And the fun thing about podcasts and the personal nature of it, that's that's different from radio. Because a lot of times people could just say, oh, it's just radio on the internet. But it's not. There's a personal aspect to it. Especially the immediacy, the availability, and the ability to record wherever and whenever. Right? Nowadays, you can walk, you, could, you make a great podcast with your iPhone. Gareth, he sounds great. He's in his car. I love it, you know? Um, there's so many different methods and some may say it dilutes the product, but I don't, I, I just, I think we're in the fast, cheap and out of control world, you know, things, th 
things grow, things fall apart, new things come up. And who knows where podcasting is going to be 10 years from now. I think it's where, I'm not surprised where it is though. I'm, 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 it's awesome to see it, but I would always think that I thought from the beginning that it was going to be huge, you know, Um, because I loved it and I believed in it and I still do. And I'm sitting here in my living room on a Friday afternoon, just talking into a mic. You know, I know some people will be listening later and hopefully those who have been on this journey, you reflect back on it, but also you just think it's pretty awesome. There's so much to listen to now and it's great that people are sharing and it's, it's, Hey, it's love, baby. What can I say? That's what it is, right? It's humanity. It's what we do. Um, we tell stories, we sit around a fire in a cave or, or on the plains or whatever. And we tell stories and we share and we create this common, uh, thing we call reality for that instant that we're in it. And then the next instant, it's a different reality. And we, we just keep keep it moving. But it's been fantastic. Um, Ten years of podcasting. We started with Lost Mythos. Podtourage. Uh, what else we did? Leftovers, DVR, Westworld, Theorycast, The Film List. Uh, I just think of all the great shows that everybody has done. All the shows that Matt's done. And... And Winterfell and Matt, um, you know, handing over Winterfell to us was fantastic. You know, um, that was really awesome. That transition from Lost to Game of Thrones. You know, it was it after Lost ended, there was kind of like a long dark night, and then we found the long dark night, Game of Thrones, right? Now we have Westworld and television has changed so much. Just the whole medium and Twitter and it's crazy, man. See, I just start thinking about it and it like it brings up so many, so many points and so many memories and just a lot of fun. But Winterfell, yeah, thanks to Matt for handing over Winterfell and Matt's back podcasting, but he'll be back on Winterfell and we're going to keep it going. We got another season to go and then... Who knows? The books come out. I may become a book reader. You never know. Um, It's just fun to keep it going. And that's cool the way that happened. You know, we all worked on that together. I don't consider any of the podcasts, you know, those first lost podcasts we created by ourselves. But then I feel like all the podcasts that came after those, we all kind of did them together, you know, whether it's even like, when Aaron, it was just Aaron and I doing leftovers, but I, there's no way we could have even been there doing that if it wasn't for Matt and Tim and Heath and Donald and Tracy and all the people who weren't even on that show, but kind of like supported us through it, whether it was through Winterfell or then the lost stuff. Basically, I just feel like we're a big community, you know, and it, it, it comes and it goes and you recognize people and you see people kind of drop out. And not do a podcast for a while and then come back on and, or you see new people like, it's awesome to me that I met Thaxton in 1993, so 25 years ago and started podcasting 10 years ago 
And then, you know, six months ago or so, I say to him, man, you you should do podcasting. And you do the podcast, I'll put it out there, man. And he's been podcasting like crazy. And that's one of my favorite podcasts is the Fact Daddy Experience on the DVR Podcast Network, baby. It's just awesome to me that Thaxton is podcasting because I always thought from day one, like if there was one person meant to be sitting in a room talking into a mic and just people listening, it's it's Thaxton. So it's cool. I see like my friend Derek, who I've known again, 25 years uh, doing Earthrise podcasts and interviewing great people and writers and musicians and being super successful at that and just... It really, uh, it's awesome that people that I've known before that have come in, you know? So it's just fantastic. And all the awesome people that are listeners and who have popped on or given feedback and have just become so close. There's just a million people to mention, you know, Bob and Bill Kava and Gina and just... I don't know, man. I could list 10,000 people that like people on Twitter who I don't even know if they're a human being like Iron Who is that? I don't know if it's a guy, it's a girl. Who is this person? But I know them on Twitter. They listen to the podcast. This is what I'm trying to say. This is just cool, you know? And I feel like when people say, sometimes people say, and even it's become a little bit jokey about, you know, oh, you have a podcast, you know? Or you know someone on Twitter or something, right? But what is knowing someone? You know? There's people I know who who I might say that I've known for 30 years, even since I was a kid, that I might actually not know as much about or be as interested in what's happening in their life or want to discuss something with as someone I know on Twitter. That's like, you know... Reality is completely subjective, and I think that this experience of podcasting has been nothing but fantastic for me, and I don't want to get emotional or anything, but it really means a lot to me. It's been so fun, uh, and we're just going to keep doing it, you know? We're just going to keep doing it and keep rocking it out, and we'll have our highs and our lows, and we might start podcasts and stop them. You know, like we did uh, when Heath and I <laughs> remember Alcatraz, people remember Alcatraz, um, Alcatraz Mythos or whatever the hell that podcast was called. Uh, but, you know, then we'll have a hunch like I did with Westworld and other people, too. That's so funny how quick things can change in even 18 months. Like Westworld started a year and a half ago. And there were, I, I can remember, if, and if you listen back to some of the first podcasts that people did, people are like, I don't know if this show's going to be good. You know, like you, you take a chance sometimes when you're doing the specific like TV stuff, which is what I really love to do the most. Uh, you take a chance, you know, but it, it, it evolves and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But I've been particularly happy in the past year um, with the uh, Patreon and the podcast network and getting it all together under one umbrella and being able to have Gareth and Thaxton and Tim and Tracy and Donald 
and Alex and Matt and just everybody be a part of this uh, has been fantastic um, because we're all doing it together and it's super fun and uh, it's something that's always going to be a part of my life, you know, and I'm proud to say I'm a podcaster. I was a part, uh, I was, I should say, because I'm not doing too much of the social media except for the podcasting lately. But um, just to end it, I, I saw uh, someone had a post. It was, I think it was called like podcast we listen to Facebook group or podcast editors or something. And they said, uh, I'm going for a job interview in the arts. Should I put podcasting on my resume? I'm not sure if if that's appropriate or something like that. And I saw it and I was like, for a second, I was like annoyed or whatever, you know, it's whatever it's Facebook, but I said, okay, Hey people, you know, whatever. It just shows you, you don't know perception is reality. Right. And people, this person just unsure, I'm not going to yell at them or something. I said, I'm going to comment say, of course you should, you should be proud. You're a podcaster. And plus it's, I've been doing it for years. It helped me get jobs. Um, you know, I and I taught podcasting at the People's Channel in North Carolina. Um, and as I, I went to comment, you know, and you always have that little kind of thing. We have our social media brain. How many other people commented? And then I saw that there was like 160 or something, if I'm remembering correctly. There were a lot of comments. And they were all almost exactly, I'm sure there were some that were a little harsh, but almost exactly what I was going to say, which was, of course, there's nothing to be ashamed of or whatever. This isn't like a niche, like how it's changed and how people's perception of podcasting and that kind of personal feeling with it has always been special to me. And it's just really cool to see people still having those debates even, you know what I mean? Uh, it makes me realize that other people have that feeling about this art form, what you call it, this form of broadcasting, you know, um, that it means something to them too. So, Thank you, everyone, for listening to this. Thank you for listening to any podcast that we all have put out and I have put out over all these years. Um, you know what? I always forget Mike. See, I mention everyone because Mike is just, I feel like he's always with me anyway. But that's been too. Like, how awesome is that, that I've been able to do so many podcasts with Mike? I just feel like anything I create, I'm going to do it with Mikey Hull. It's just a natural and we just rock and he's a big, huge part of it. It's see, you like, you go along. I just, I forget all the people that it's touched and how I did a podcast with Jeremy and my friend Lou. And it's like, you know, it's just crazy. You know, it's crazy. Um, and if I forgot your name, anyone out there, a fan or friend, uh, you're always, everybody's always on my mind and, it just been super fun. Oh, remember we did the podcast with Susan when she did her Star Wars podcast. That was awesome, right? And Patrick came on. I was able to kind of get that together and that that's awesome too. Too many memories. I'll stop now. Thank you. It's been fantastic. 
We don't need to get too sentimental because guess what? It's not the end of year 10. It's the start of year 11. We're just going to keep it moving. And I'll be here in 2028. In the neck, in 2028, I'll be recording another podcast, I'm sure, saying it's been 20 years since I started podcasting. So love you all. Hope you enjoyed this little uh, trip down memory lane. I'll talk to you all later. Peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.